Welcome to the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast, your weekly dose of accounting and tax tips specific to small business owners. You will be on your way to growing your business and paying the least amount in taxes as legally possible. Here's your host, Mike Jezoshek, CPA. Hello, and welcome back to another episode. I am your host, Mike Jezoshek, and today we're talking about this topic of hiring your kids. And if you've been following us, you've been listening to the podcast, you've been watching our YouTube videos, you know that I absolutely love this strategy and think that if you have kids and qualify and it makes sense in your business, this is a strategy that you cannot miss, that you cannot skip. And now when we start to talk about this topic, a lot of people think like the IRS surely would not allow us to hire our kids, right? Or this is too good to be true. Or, But I want to tell you today that that's not true. The IRS in the tax code specifically talks about hiring your kids and they give you benefits that they give to hiring your kids that they don't give to hiring other people. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how this can actually make sense in your business and uh, how we think that if, if you have children that are over the age of seven, they should be doing something in your business, whatever that might be. So let's kind of dive into it. And the first thing we want to talk about is just this concept. With hiring your kids, you get a business deduction and your kids potentially pay no tax on that income. Again, let me explain that again. You get a business deduction and your kids potentially pay no tax on that income. And you know that we also talk about our podcast, this idea of after-tax spending versus pre-tax spending. And this is a great example of that. Now, you know, you're paying likely for various different things in your child's life, you know, basketball camps, maybe going to amusement parks with friends, going into different little activities, things like that. But you're normally paying that or paying for those things with after-tax funds. But if we can hire our kids within our business, we get a business deduction, our kids potentially pay no income tax on that, and then they go and pay for those extracurricular activities with that money that we paid them for within our business, now we're shifting that after-tax spending into pre-tax spending. So let's kind of dive into it. Now, the IRS website directly on it says, payments for the service of a child under the age 18 who works for his or her parent in a trade or business are not subject to Social Security or Medicare taxes. If the trader business is a sole proprietorship or a partnership, which each partner is a parent of the child. So what that's basically saying is that if you pay your child through a sole proprietorship or a partnership, you do not need to withhold Social Security, Medicare, or federal unemployment taxes if your child is under 18 and they're a direct dependent of yours. So again, if you're paying for a child under the age of 18 through a sole proprietorship, you do not need to withhold for Social Security, Medicare, or federal unemployment. You get a business deduction for items that you are typically paying for anyways. Now, the other thing is you might say, okay, that's great. So no FICA taxes, no Social Security and Medicare. But what about federal taxes? You know, just your ordinary income tax rate. Well, your child can claim the standard deduction. And the standard deduction for 2023 is 13850 for a single individual. So the first 13850 would be tax-free at the federal level. And then any income over and above that would be taxed starting at the lowest bracket. So if you pay your child less than 13850 you pay them out of a sole proprietorship. You wouldn't have to withhold for Social Security or Medicare or federal unemployment. They wouldn't pay federal taxes and you would get a business deduction for that item. And so this is the beauty behind this strategy. This is the beauty behind this idea, again, where we can pay our kids, get a business deduction, and they pay no income taxes on that, assuming they meet those standards. And again, you know, we always say you're likely paying for things for your child anyways, but you're typically using after-tax dollars for that. How do we turn that into pre-tax spending? This is how you do it. 
Now, we can't have our child go use those funds and pay us back for rent or go buy groceries for our family. We can't pay our child and use that money for normal parental activities. But going to an amusement park with friends, doing a basketball camp, that's not normal parental activities and that we could definitely use those funds for. Now, that's the general idea of it. But I want to get into the details because you might be saying, well, that's great, but that just sounds like fluff. You know, what are the details? What do I need to know to make sure I'm doing this correctly? Because we talk about that with all of our strategies. The concept is good. We like the idea. Now, how do we do it correctly? How do we dot our I's, cross our T's to make sure that the IRS comes knocking? We got everything to support it and we're good to be going there. So let's go through some of the details. First off, the child must be age seven or older. Now, we see clients do it under seven, but there has been tax court cases that have proven seven and older works. So we say on the safe edge, let's say seven or older. If you want to try seven or under, be careful. Make sure you document everything. Make sure we're, we're doing everything correctly. The second piece is they must be paid a reasonable rate for the type of work that they're doing in your business. So they have to actually be doing work for you. We can't just say, oh, we're going to hire our kids. We're going to pay them $13,850, get a business deduction and go on with it. But the child never did anything for your business. That's not allowed. They got to be doing actual work for you and they got to be paying a rate that is reasonable. So we can't pay our children $300 an hour to cut lawn. But if a local shop is charging $80 to cut our lawn, could we pay them $50, $60? Absolutely. So we need to pay them a reasonable rate for the work that they're doing, as well as based on their experience. You know, obviously hiring a local landscaping company, we're going to probably pay them more than we'd pay our child because they have experience. They're professionals. They do this all the time where our child is young. They might not be doing this on a regular basis. So you must pay them a reasonable rate for the type of work that they're doing. Second piece is you need to track that time. You need to track the time, the tasks, the duties, the things that they're actually doing for your business to help support that deduction. So what activity did they do? Cut lawn. How much time did they put spend on it? Three hours. And here's the hourly rate. And we're documenting that every single time. So if the IRS comes back and we say, nope, no problem. Here is the documentation. Here is the wage we paid them. Here are the hours they worked. And here's what they did. Next, we need to pay it to an account in the child's name. This goes back to that parental activities. We can't just pay it to our account and be like, oh, no, we'll take care of paying the child. We need to pay this funds to an account in the child's name and then prepare a W-2 at year end. Now, the documentation is the key to this. What I always recommend is having a job description. What is the child doing for your business? So have a job description. Have an employment agreement that backs that up. This is, again, these are the things that the IRS is going to come knocking for. And if you can say, here's the job description. Here's the things they're doing for my business. Here's an employment agreement saying we're treating them as a true employee. Here's all these different things. The IRS is going to say, okay, that makes sense. There's nothing to, def- there's nothing to fight here. So make sure you put these things on file. Do the work. Get these documents set up, put them on file so that the IRS comes knocking, you can easily hand it over and you can sleep good at night. So again, let's have a job description. Let's have an employment agreement. Let's have a a, a worksheet that shows the hour, the tasks, and how much you're paying them. Let's have proof of payment. So that should be an ACH check, whatever it is. Let's do the W-2 at your end. Let's have all these documents in place that help defend and support this. I would also say that Whatever rate you're paying them, find something that helps back that up that that's a reasonable rate. So saying, well, I got quotes to do this down the street and they were going to charge 60 bucks an hour based on experience, everything else, we're going to pay our child 30 bucks an hour. You know, have some support to help back that up. 
Again, more than likely than not, the IRS isn't going to come knocking. You don't need it. But if they do, we want to make sure that you have it there. We want to make sure you can sleep good at night knowing that you don't have to worry about it. Even if they come knocking, we support, we give this, hand this over. Now, within TaxElm, TaxElm.com, we have a full implementation guide. We have samples for all these documents that you can use there. So definitely check that out if you're interested in, in diving deep into templates and documents and all those different things. Go to TaxElm.com and check that out. Now, the first thing that, that people come to me when we're talking about this topic, we're talking about the strategies, they say, Mike, I'm an attorney. What could my 10-year-old possibly do for my business? Or maybe I'm a consultant. I travel the country consulting on different things. What could my 10-year-old possibly do for my business? And I say, this is where we need to think creatively. There's never been a business that has come to me that I said, I can't find something that your child can't do. Now, it might not be the full 13850 It might not be the maximum amount that we want to pay them, but I've never found a business that their child couldn't do something for their business. And that's as business owners, we need to start thinking, what can our child be doing for our business? Could they be cleaning around your office? Could they be stuffing envelopes that you're sending out? Could they be filing documents related to your clients? Could they be doing social media for your business? That's a favorite one that I have, especially for those in the teenage years. I was talking to an attorney the other day that said, I'm an attorney. I get everything by referral. I don't even use social media. And my response to him was like, what would it hurt if you did do social media? Maybe your current clients would see your name pop up more often. I know you have a great client base and people are returning and everything else, but maybe they would turn even more because they see your name pop up. What would it hurt to do social media? Not to mention that we're teaching your child that we're utilizing this tax strategy. So think that through. There should be something that you can find that your child can do, at least at some capacity. Again, we might not be maxing out this strategy, but there should be something that your child can do within your business. And that's where we want you to be creative to start thinking about those ideas. The other thing about this whole strategy is we talked about the tax benefits and and those are great. But let's look even beyond that. You know, look beyond the tax benefits. Your child's starting to understand working for a living and getting paid. And now they can go buy their own things and they start to learn money. You can teach them money management. You know, you're paying them. You're understanding that how do we operate that money? So they just don't take all that money and spend it right away. You're teaching a child about your business. Maybe you want to hand this business off to your child one day. This is a great way to get their feet wet. Maybe they have no interest in your business. Who knows? But this is a way to start getting that done. So there's a whole lot of extra benefits to hiring your children over and above just the tax benefits that we talk about. So that's what I want you to be considering about the strategy. And again, I want you to be finding ways, thinking of ways that no matter what industry and no matter what your business is, there's likely something that your child can be doing. And we should be taking advantage of this moving after tax spending into pre-tax spending. Now, there's some potential issues or planning opportunities that come up. People say, Mike, you mentioned not having to withhold Social Security and Medicare if you pay them out of sole proprietorship. But you also talk about in other episodes this idea of an S-corporation, how it can be so beneficial if it makes sense for your business. So how does that work? So let's talk about that. S-corp runs and throws a little bit of a wrench into this. If you operate as an S-corporation, you are not considered a sole proprietorship or a partnership. So you would need to withhold for Social Security, Medicare, et cetera, from the payments. Now, this would all, of course, still be considered a business expense. But if you're hiring your child out of your S-corporation, you would need to withhold for Social Security. You would need to hold for Medicare and federal unemployment. Now, if they're still under that standard deduction, they wouldn't owe any federal income taxes, but you would need to handle the FICA taxes. Now, there is some workarounds about this. You know, we might set up a family management company that's a sole proprietorship that does services for our S corporation, and we pay our child out of that family management company that's a sole proprietorship. We talk about all of this again within TaxElm and about the options, different things that we can do about this. So check that out again, TaxElm. 
com. But you're right. If you're operating as an S corporation, you would need to withhold Social Security and Medicare unless you do some type of workaround to pay, have your S corp pay another company that is a sole proprietorship that would pay your children. The other one is non-child family members. You know, we have some people that say, I don't have any children or I don't have any children under the age of 18, but I have grandchildren, nieces, nephews that I'd love to support. Would this work for them too? And we'd say, well, no, you know, you would, if you're hiring a non-child of yours, you'd have to withhold for, for Social Security, Medicare, and everything else from your company. But could we also do a workaround? You know, could we pay a company that is the parent of whoever your niece that you want to, to hire or your grandchildren you want to hire that's a sole proprietorship, and then they could pay their children out of that and withhold that or avoid that FICA taxes. So plenty of kind of unique planning opportunities. And we talk about, okay, how do we get past this S-Corp thing? How do we avoid the FICA taxes? Because, you know, if we pay them off a sole proprietorship, everything's gravy, everything's good. But what if we're an S-Corporation? Or if we're paying not our direct children, you know, how are some workarounds? And we talk about them within our software, TaxElm. So check that out, www.taxelmelm.com. But let me go back. I just want to kind of review what we've talked about. Again, this idea of hiring at creds is an incredible strategy where we can move after-tax spending into pre-tax spending. We can do spending that we're already doing, supporting, sending kids to basketball camps, sending them to amusement parks with their friends. That's spending that we're already doing, but now we can get a business deduction by hiring our kids within our business. If we pay our child out of a sole proprietorship or a single-member LC sole proprietorship, we do not need to withhold for Social Security or Medicare taxes, or federal unemployment. Also, if they make under the standard deduction for 2023, that was 13850 they would not owe federal income taxes on that. So if we pay our direct child out of a sole proprietorship, we could pay them up to 13850 not have any Social Security, not have any Medicare taxes, not have any federal unemployment taxes, and not have any federal income taxes. So we avoid taxes at the federal level for that payment to them. Now, we need to make sure we dot our I's and cross our T's with this strategy. They must be age seven, over seven. We typically say that's the safest route. You could try out younger, but tax court has defended seven or older. So if you try younger, just make sure you have documentation. You're probably not going to be maxing this out as much as possible. You have to pay them a reasonable rate for the work that they're doing in your business. So they have to actually be doing work for your business. Great creative. Get creative about ways, things that your child can be doing within your business to pay them that reasonable rate. You need to track the time of that actual work they're doing. What tasks are they doing? How many hours are they putting in? What's our rate? Have that documentation to help support that. We want to pay them through an account that's tied to their name. And again, prepare that W-2 at year end. So we always say, have all this documentation on file. We say, put a job description on file. Have an employment agreement on file. Have a worksheet that you track the task, the date, how many hours they put in, and support for what that reasonable rate is that you're paying them. Have payment proof. Have a W-2. Put all that on file. Have all these documents on file to help support and back this up. Again, we have all these documents within TaxElm, TaxElm.com. If you're operating as an S-corporation or you want to hire non-child family members, there's some workarounds that we talk about where your family management company brings in and how we can, again, get past that Social Security and Medicare thing. But as we kind of talked about, this is a tax strategy you do not want to miss out on. What a great opportunity, again, to get a business deduction and have your child potentially pay no income taxes on that income. One final nugget that I love about the strategy is this idea of funding a Roth IRA. When we talk about a Roth IRA, in order to fund a Roth IRA, you need to have earned income. And when your child's working for your business, now they have earned income. And the biggest downside of a Roth IRA is that you get no tax deduction when you put the money into that Roth IRA. But that Roth IRA has the growth ones inside is tax-free. 
and qualified withdrawals during retirement are also tax-free. So it's a great vehicle that can grow tax-free for you, but you don't get a deduction going in. Well, when your child's not paying any income taxes, you don't need a deduction going in. So it's a win-win situation where I love this idea of taking that money that we're paying them, that earned income that we're now paying them through our business, and using that to fund a Roth IRA for them. Now, a Roth IRA at a young age, it's growing. Maybe you're self-directing it. That thing is going to be very big by the time they get to retirement, all because you hired them for for some few years when they were in their younger age. The other cool thing about a Roth IRA is that you can withdraw the principal tax-free, no questions asked. So let's say they get to college and they say, hey, I need some money. I need some extra cash. Well, they could withdraw the principal from that Roth IRA if they had no other options to go for that. Again, we'd rather have that thing sit and grow tax-free forever, but that's a secondary option. So those are some just kind of cherries on top to the strategy, not to mention this idea of what you're teaching your kid, working for a living, teaching them about your business. Maybe it's something that they're going to take over someday. There is so many benefits to hiring your kids, and I hope that you understand why I'm so passionate about it, why I think this is just such a great strategy. Again, when we talk about that shifting from after-tax spending to pre-tax spending, this is one of the top strategies out there. So make sure you're thinking about this in your business. If you haven't hired your kids yet, you have kids in that age, in that range, start to think about what they can be doing for your business and get them on payroll. Start paying them out of your business. Start this strategy right away. And remember to dot your I's, cross your T's. Have that documentation on file. Have that support to help back things up. So if the IRS ever comes knocking, we hand it over. They say, okay, good to go. You're fine. And we move on. I hope this was helpful. And I hope that after listening to this episode, watching our YouTube video, reading our blog, that you take the information here, put it in practice, and make this the year that you pay the least amount in taxes as legally possible. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next week. This has been another episode of the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast. If you enjoy our weekly episodes, please leave a review and share with other business owners. You can find previous episodes and more information at www.taxsavingspodcast.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.